Oh, my mouth is open. Welcome to episode 39 of the Thrash Report. This week, our episode is sponsored by Discover CBD Twin Cities. They have a great offer for Thrash Report listeners. Discover CBD Twin Cities offers safe, top-tier CBD products of the highest quality. All their products are third-party lab-tested, manufactured in an ISO 7 clean room. They're organically grown and sourced from Southern Colorado. They encourage you to try their brand new, relaxing, soothing, and tasty new Delta 8 line of edibles. New Delta 8 chocolate, tinctures, and gummies. Available now at discovercbdtwincities.com. Don't forget, use code THRASH for 20% off your order and free shipping. That's a great deal for you guys. Again, check out Discover CBD Twin Cities for all your CBD needs. And we want to thank them for their support. This is your weekly music commentary podcast, where we discuss all things metal and heavy music. I'm Chris, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Jim Osborne. Hey, Jim, what's going on, man? Not much, Chris. I'm just hanging out with you again, talking about some metal, getting nerdy. Nice metal nerds talking about metal. Yeah, and uh, we got uh, we got a, we got a special guest this week. Yes, we do. We have Mr. Jose Barales with us from the band Agnaxia. How you doing, Jose? Welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah. It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good out here in California. Uh, it's a little sunny. I don't know how you guys are doing out there. <laughs> uh, today was sunny and 40 here, so it was better yeah. than last <laughs> Believe it or not, believe it or not, sunny and 40, it was. It, it felt amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, we had you on because you have a new, your debut EP is coming out on April 9th. That's correct. Yeah. So I have this band, Agnoxio, which is a, uh, a collab with plenty of musicians that you guys might know from different bands. So we got uh, Jadrian Gonzalez from Ex Mortis. Yep. Uh, he, he does some guesswork specifically on this uh, single, Ser Humano. Um, but I also bring some of my old buds. I used to be in a band uh, called Bonded by Blood. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bonded by Blood. Not the Exodus album, but the band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was the original vocalist for the first two albums. Nice. Um, so I know a lot of these guys from way back then. Uh, I think the last time I was on that record, that was 2010 for Exile to Earth on that album. Um, so uh, after that, I made a band named Macrocosm. This was like maybe two years ago. Uh, oh, no, no, three years ago now. Um, and that's with some of my old buddies from Bonded as well. And then the COVID thing happened and we kind of put that in the back for a while. We have an album coming out for that as well. Um, but while I was doing that, while we were staying at home and I was, uh, had like some creative juices going and I'm like, maybe I should hit up 
some of my old friends, some of the guys that I used to play with and see if they're doing anything and they want to yep. create something. And, and I got with them and they all said yes, which was really cool. And so we got Conan and Jadrian. We got Alex Lee from uh, Holy Grail and he used to be in Bonded by Blood as well. Uh, I got Juan Juarez, which is the other guitarist for Bonded by Blood. I got him out of his cave. <laughs> and he hasn't been on it. He hasn't been in anything since Bonded by Blood, but he's a great guitarist. Um, I got Balmore, which used to be a a guitarist for Ex Mortis as well, but now he has yeah. his own band called uh, Nova Rain. Uh, it's a power metal band. And uh, I got Mike Dreher from uh, Condition Critical, Lich King. Um, and I think he's in a different band as well, uh, but he does bass. He does all the guest bass. Aside from them, we have a core group of people, which is me on vocals. Then I have two of the Macrocosm guys, uh, one Juan, Juan, uh, Juan Carlos de Alba, which does the rhythms. Then I have uh, the drummer, which is Steven Ramirez. And then we have Marisa Rivera, which is the other guitarist. So there's, that's the, the core group. And then we have guests coming in and out for each song. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. That's Never incredible. That. that really is a, a super group of sorts, huh? Yeah, in a way, and uh, especially from that era of music, since I know them all from the whole uh, early 2000s thrash revival yeah. uh, type of bands. And uh, I left out a lot of guys that, because we already recorded the core, the core stuff for the album. So I'm way ahead of myself here. <laughs> and I already got some guys from that you guys might know as well from those bands from back then, guys from Warbringer, guys from uh, uh, Hexen, guys from uh, all those bands from that era, from the LA area. And I got a couple of other surprises that uh, of guys that I'm just fitting into the album because they, I released the, the out of nowhere, I released this uh, single and this band and everybody's like, wow, why didn't you hit me up? And why didn't you contact me to, to make this stuff? And I'm like, well, I didn't even know you guys were, first of all, I didn't know I was going to make this. <laughs> Second of all, I didn't know you guys would be up for it. And everybody's like, well, we have nothing else to do. There's no shows. There's no anything. Uh, you know, like, let's just jam out. And I was like, okay, so we have, it's going to be eight songs of I, I'm already ahead of myself, <laughs> but yeah, um, there's going to be eight songs and there's going to be a lot more guests. So that's going to be really cool. Awesome. So the songs that are on this EP coming out, are those going to be part of the. No, it's going to be brand new songs. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Luckily while I was here at home, I already dabbled with some of like, uh, like recording my own stuff, even back when the bonded days, but things are a lot easier now um, to do as they were, you know, almost 10 years ago. Um, and so, you know, I got my own audio interface and blah, blah, blah. And so I basically record most of the guys besides, um, the drums is just cause I don't want to buy so many mics and all that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then we send it out to, to, to get mixed and mastered by the same dude that recorded, uh, that that's done Novarain, that's done Macrocosm, that's done a few of my other bands and a few other projects. And, uh, his name is Will Salazar, and he does. He has his own studio called uh, Revenant Sound Studios out in uh, Palmdale, California. He's a cool guy, and he he mixes all my stuff. Cool. Cool. Did you yeah. um, was it was it challenging at all putting this together during the pandemic and during distancing, and how did that all come together? Yeah, a, a little bit, but once I got the ball rolling, it just kind of was smooth sailing from there. But yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, it was an idea. Well, I was kind of, as I said, I had an album. We were in the middle of recording an album with Macrocosm, my other band. Um, and in the middle of 
our studio session, the studio gets closed due to uh, the, the mandate here in California. And we're like, wow, so what do we do now? We, we were used to being like every week, we're going out there and recording, recording, and it stops. And we're like, okay, so let's take about three months off and see if we can back in and nothing happens. I mean, we're, we're still here trying to stay safe. And during that time, I'm trying to find a way to get my creative juices out and saying like, how, how, can I, how can I still make metal and, and stay here at home, but not just like, I'm the vocalist, right? So I don't have a guitar with me. I don't have anything. I, I, how can I just like, I, I can't go like Alex or, or, or Jadron, as you see them, they have their own little podcast or Shred Talk podcast. And I can't go on there and just do vocals. It's just weird. Um, so I was like, let me see if I can hit these guys up and, and they will be down for something like this. Um, and the first guys I actually contacted were the guys in my band, uh, which was Steven and, and, and Juan. And I'm like, hey, I have these ideas for these songs. And I, and I pitched them the idea. And at first, it was nothing even close to what we have now. At first, it was supposed to be something fast, small, like punk, something where we can get out really quick. And obviously, it evolved into something a lot bigger and better in my opinion, but yeah, once I had those songs, the, the rhythms for, um, for all these songs were done by Juan. And uh, he, I basically told him, hey, this is how, what I want each song to sound like and what the concept of each song and what I was thinking lyrics wise. And he just came at me with everything. And he's like, here's like seven songs, some that I had in the back burner, some that are new and I adapted to your, to your uh, what's it called, to your ideas. And, uh, you know, I liked a lot of them. I picked some of them. And then once I had them down, I started contacting, I think I contacted Alex and Jadrian first. Jadrian was the first one to be like, yeah, I'm so up for this, man. This sounds cool. Just send me the song and I'll record the solo or whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And once I had Jadrian, you know, I used that and I was like, hey, you know, Balmer, Jadrian's jumping on. Do you want to be on a song? Do you want to be on a song? And all these guys started saying, yeah, it was like a domino effect. After Jadrian said yes, the rest of the guys were just followed and it was after that it was a lot easier than in the beginning when I was trying to come up with the concept when I was trying to come up with what material uh, I was going to come out with once the material was there things kind of went by pretty quick we literally practiced together live once with the core group and the rest was all done through zoom and and uh, just recording at home oh wow your, your core group is that the songs that you're writing with them is, or that you guys are writing together, is that all kind of the same style? Because when you, I've heard the Cerro Hermano, and it's a great tune. And... Uh, so yeah, in somewhat. So we have kind of like a base product of what I want the band, band to sound like. So they know, because I knew I was going to bring in guests and that was going to change the, the tone of the song. And at, my, at first my idea was, let me bring in like, say Jajin or Balmore, and they will all create the songs with me together. But then I, I knew that was gonna take a long time. I knew that was gonna be forever, especially since we're not like together in the same room. And uh, so that's why I got the core group. And like that, we have a similar sound with extra flair. So each song does sound different from each other, but it still sounds like it's the same group due to the yeah. core group writing it um, with, a taste of Balmore, a taste of Alex, a taste of Juan, a taste of uh, of Jadrin. So that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, it does have that intensity and that heaviness that you hear on Saramano, but with 
a different lead player or a different like guitar part here and there that you can tell it's them. Like when I hear Sir Romano, um, you get that bass line from Mike and you're like, wow, mm -hmm. that sounds really cool. It yeah. sounds really crispy, nasty. And I like that. But then, yeah. but then the leads come in and you're like, whoa, that's, that's Jajun from Ex Mortis, but it's not Ex Mortis. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that's, so it does get that, that feel of it's Agnoxia with an umph of flavor, like metal flavor from someone else. But yeah, you're going to get a lot of more badass tracks. Like you're going to see that each one has its own little charm, but it's still Agnoxia. Yeah, awesome. I was going to say, listening to that song, and then you list all these guests that are all these thrashers from all these bands I've listened to, I'm like, that doesn't sound like Ser Romano. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're expecting a lot more thrashiness, so. but Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just cool when you get a bunch of different people together and just pound out something new, so looking forward to hearing the rest. Cool, yeah. I'm excited, too. I'm excited to release everything. Also, once I... I, I um. I mentioned that band we got, we did get late, especially because everybody that's involved, we did get some sort of like a label, um, a lot, well, a few labels actually inquiring about the band. And since I was on Earache Records before with, with Bonded, I've been through that. I mean, it's not my first rodeo. And I kind of wanted to keep it uh, self, like a self-release kind of thing, just because I wanted to test the waters and see uh, exactly um what people, how people were going to react. Um, and, and, and another big thing for me is keeping um, the rights to the art. Uh, I feel like we put a lot of emphasis as musicians uh, to get signed and we want to do that old school way of like, we make music, then let's get signed to this band, to this label, and then they push us out. Um, and I didn't want to do that. I kind of, what I see from a lot of bands out there is that they do that process and they don't, the label doesn't really do much besides put them on like streaming sites and do this, this and that. And um, unless you're a bigger band, like say for example, uh, Death Angel or those bigger legacy bands that have some sort of leverage to them to push whatever percentage of the rights they get to keep, um, then to me at this moment, it wasn't worth it because I just don't have that leverage um, as say an Exodus or a Slayer or somebody that has that leverage. So I decided to keep it um, self-released. And uh, so far it, it's cool because all the money comes back to the band. I mean, I'm not making, I'm not raking in the cash or anything like that. It's, it's all gonna go like, oh, let's, let's make sure we press more CDs or let's make sure we press more vinyl, blah, blah, let's promote the band. So, and I, and I like that. I actually like doing all the marketing for it and, and whatnot. But obviously if a, if a good, deal comes along i'm not gonna say no but at the moment like the deals seem too one-sided yeah i mean and, and with that being said i mean your your pre-order for for the for the cd i mean that's already sold out yeah that's sold out and i i mean that was an overwhelming response i did not know it was going to sell out so fast and it did and i mean you you kind of get that like i knew things were going to go well due to everybody involved and their fan base coming in and being like oh what's this new new project they're doing or what's this new song they're doing and I knew that was going to be enticing to fans because um, it would be to me if I was you know if I saw like hey Death Angel and Slayer and Exodus they're all making one band cool I want to check this out so I knew that was going to happen but I didn't know it was going to sell out that quick especially for being a small project uh, in itself it has no label backing or anything like that so that's really cool yeah it's very cool and uh yeah if people want to want to check out um the the the, the single for 
the new uh, EP that's going to be coming out in April, April 9th, um, they can go to Bandcamp, right? They can go to ignaxia.bandcamp.com. Yeah, it's also just went live on Spotify. You can get it on Amazon and, and, and all your streaming sites now. So you can go on there and, and listen to it if you want to listen to it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be, dropping a, we'll be dropping a, a new single right before the, the CD's released. Awesome. And you got some merch on there too. So go ahead and check out Bandcamp. You can grab a, a shirt as well. Yeah, those shirts are awesome. Yeah, those are really cool. That's another thing too. I was really 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 putting like so much um focus on the art for this album for this ep uh like to me the cover art is amazing yeah uh, the yeah. t-shirt art is amazing I, I like all this i'm very like all about the aesthetics and that's really really cool shout out to to uh, uh dicky that that's a guy that does the shirts he's done a lot of my shirts before for other bands for prior bands and um and Ryan for doing the cover art. He's an amazing artist. Great. Yeah, so I'm just curious, um, as you're putting all this stuff together and you know, you're bonded by blood is obviously a thrash band. So I'm just curious who your influences are as a vocalist or as a kind of music you want to play. Oh, okay, so this is, so for me, um, going back to to picking up the, the mic and like uh, listening to any type of extreme music, uh, growing up, I grew up, I'm a first generation Mexican American. Um, my parents are immigrants from Mexico. Uh, so we listened to a lot of, uh, you know, Spanish music, Mexican music. That's what I, my dad was in a touring band, but in, in like uh, a Spanish a language touring band. And my grandpa played music. Cool. Like a mariachi music and stuff. And uh, I grew up around music, uh, nothing like this, right? But, uh, but music was around me. I saw, I, picked up live instruments since I was a little kid. Everything was, music was around me. The first time I ever listened to any sort of, uh, like I said, extreme music outside of, of music in Spanish was I think middle school around 11 or 12 years old. And uh, somebody handed me, uh, one of my friends handed me a, a Misfits album. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my world completely changed at that moment it was just like wow music can be made like this like there's it's raw and you know it was heavy and it was just the the, the aesthetics and like like i'm telling you i'm big on aesthetics and just everything was so so different to me it was just like a big like holy crap like just i couldn't believe people make music like this after that i started digging into more punk i i, I come from the punk, uh, punk background like metal didn't come into my life till maybe um, middle of high school. Uh, but I would just listen to a lot of like hardcore punk. Like after Misfits, it was Black Flag, Circle Jerks, all that type of uh, punk that I was really into. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then I discovered Iron Maiden. And <laughs> so that, <laughs> once again, another friend was like, hey dude, like you really got to check this out. like. It's gonna change your world, and I was like, no, no. I always, I knew about Iron Maiden. I just never really took the time to listen to them until that. And it was Number of the Beast, I believe. Um, and obviously, that also changed my mind. Uh, I mean, blew my mind. I was just like, whoa, okay, things can be done. Like then, Iron Maiden's very theatrical, and like they have really amazing songs. And I was just like, wow. So that was a big difference from the attitude and and like in your face shit from punk like black flag or misfits or whatever or, you know 
pro mags or whatever I was listening to at the time. Now I'm getting into this theatrical, big, well played out songs with like long solos. I was just like, wow, this is a whole different world, but it's a, a badass world. And then that, the love of that type of heavy metal, you know, Judas Priest, uh, Iron Maiden and all that with the, 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 with the punk, it just went perfect to get into thrash metal. So I discovered bands like DRI and all the crossover stuff that, yeah. that helped me lean into more, you know, Metallica, Anthrax, and all the big four, and then into eventually Exodus and Testament and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I never looked back. After that, it was a lot of other different stuff. Like now I listen all the heavy spectrum. I like from grindcore to death metal to ambient to melodic. I, I have my collection and, and my ear has expanded so much into different types of metal. Sure. Um, but um, I guess the biggest influences of picking up the mic are both HR. So Henry Rollins from, from Black Flag and uh, HR from Bad Brains. That was like a big yeah. thing. Just, just, just some normal dude could pick up the mic and have that attitude to just sing on the mic mm -hmm. uh, and didn't have to have those, those uh, you know, that perfect pitch like, Iron Maiden like I obviously I can't sing like that but I appreciate <laughs> very, very few very few people can yeah very few people can you know <laughs> and uh and so that gave me the, the the courage to actually pick up a mic and just just do it in the attitude and I think in the beginning when I had those I, uh, those those first bands that I was in I basically was mimicking those guys I was just up there like trying to do their facial expressions and trying to do like that attitude that they had so um, yeah, that's a big, a big, if it wasn't for those guys, I probably would have never picked up the mic. That's awesome. And that rolls right into a question we ask all our guests is how you get into metal. So I think you just explained that pretty well. That's yeah, cool. I went in depth with that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. What, uh, in, in kind of off that, is there anything, um, I know you've been super, you know, super busy with your own project right now, but is there anything else that, that you're listening to now that, maybe that is new or maybe underappreciated? Yeah, at, there's two local bands that I really, really like. One is more like a blackened uh, thrash metal band. Nice. Um, and they are called Ritual Moon. Uh, it, it's all ladies. There's four of them. And it's a really, if you guys know a band like Witch Haven or any of those like more blackened thrash metal bands, they're a brand new band. They just released their album actually. And I really like them. Another local, awesome. another more local, like brutal death metal band. They're called Teeth. Um, and uh, you can look them up at, at Teeth Band everywhere. Those guys are really insane. They're, they're local guys from here. So that's what I'm listening to at the moment. I try to keep my ear out for a lot of local bands uh, just because, you know, I like to collab and see what's going on there uh, in the local scene since I'm in and out of it. I don't go to a lot of shows. Well, I can't anyways at the moment, but I don't go as, as much as I did when I was a teenager or as much as I wish I could. Um, but I try to keep my ear out a lot on social media and like collect there and then buy their, their CDs or vinyls or whatever comes out from them, support the local scene, um, you know, and the smaller scene. It doesn't really have to be from California. I, I try to look out for, for bands across the, the globe now, especially with the internet, you can look up anybody in anywhere. It's just so hard to keep up with so many bands. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that a bunch on here. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should check out some of the bands from the Twin Cities area in Minnesota. We've had a couple of guys on and they've talked about the scene here is just awesome. Okay, what do you guys, who do you guys recommend? 
Uh, we had Rob Carlson on, and he's in a few bands, um, Glutton for Punishment. Okay. Crog, uh, K-R-A-W-G. They actually just came out with uh, some new videos for some new songs. Nice. Uh, the um, band, the ba- I was going to say the band Hex Vortices, too. Yep, Hex Vortices. Gorgatron, they're death metal out of Fargo, or Fargo-Moorhead area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Dude, there's just, there's so many bands. <laughs> yeah, there is so many bands. So, it's so crazy. I try to keep, like I said, I try to keep up with all of those guys, or like a lot of bands, and I'm like, man, and like, I keep like putting like little save buttons on my, or bookmarking them on, on like my phone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back to these, and I, if you would see my phone, I have like, I think over a hundred pages of bookmarks of like different <laughs> bands I try to keep up with. And, uh, and then when I do, the thing about me though, is like, I do like to listen to new music and like newer bands. So I do eventually go back to them. And if I do like them, I'll go and support them and I'll buy a shirt or a CD or whatever it may be. Cause I understand how it is like the struggle. So yep, my first pandemic purchase last year was, uh, they've been around for a few years, but if you're into kind of the black thrash, they're called yeah black fast from st louis oh yeah i love them they're, they're freaking awesome yeah i know yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. are they still around actually i i uh, i think they have well, they have two albums i think it's been yeah. probably a year and a half or two years since so i uh, looking at you on facebook and stuff it doesn't say much about your background and other bands like um i didn't see that you were a part of bonded by blood yeah <laughs> i tried to for a while uh because i left bonded so with bonded uh-huh we were a band for two years before we got signed to Eric. And like I said, this is around the time that um, like bands like Fueled by Fire, Warbringer, uh, Havoc, um, all these bands were getting signed and uh, just touring the world. So we were, we were a band for about two years. I was just right out of high school. I think I was 18. And uh, we literally, Eric hit us up. This is during MySpace days as well. Literally hit, (laughs) Eric hit us up and was like, hey, do you guys, I really like your demo. We had just made a demo um, in this little house, like garage thing. We didn't really, not that we didn't take it serious. It just, that it wasn't as focused as, as as much as I thought it we could have been. But they hit us up and I thought it was a joke because the guy on the, <laughs> on the profile picture uh, of, of this MySpace page was like, it had no profile picture and it, he had two friends. And I was just like, this is like some guy trolling us right now. Like, this is not real. <laughs> This can't be happening, especially Eric, you know, like they, they, they're, uh, you know, all these like legendary bands came from their Deicide and yeah. all the grind bands, Napalm Death and Terrorizer, one of my favorite bands. So I was just like, wow. And at the time, I think they had Municipal Waste, like the only uh, other thrash band. Uh, and I was just like, there's no way. And I, and I even told him, I'm like, okay, yeah, guy, I'm sure we're going to get signed to you guys. And he's like, why are you being like this or whatever? Because I gave him like some attitude. And then he finally <laughs> sent me like an actual email from like at eric.com or whatever it was. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. And um, things happened so fast after that. Uh, we had just released, it was a, we released a demo because uh, we won like a battle of the bands thing, like a local thing. And they gave us a, a, a few bucks to like record a demo at one of their places. And, um, and we did that. And then, um, with the money we, we, we gathered from that, we recorded an EP, which was Extinguished a Week, I believe. And that's what we put out there. And they were like, yeah, this sounds great. And, and like, do you guys want to get signed to this? And we didn't really know what to do. We had other labels that, because like I said, at that time, like Thrash was like hot. Everybody was getting signed. I think Warbringer had just gotten signed to Century Media and uh, Fueled by Fire had just got signed to Metal Blade. 
and uh, we were at that's there was a bill at the at the whiskey here in Hollywood, um, which was Warbringer, Field by Fire, Us, and headlining was Exodus, and that's when every yeah everybody got signed that day basically because <laughs> I remember like the week after everybody announced their whole like hey I'm on Century Media and then the hey I'm on on Metal Blade and then we got on earache so once we got on earache literally dude i was had just done like play like a backyard show and like three months later they're like okay you guys are going to go on a european tour with x gamma bomb or whoever it was at the time. <laughs> and i was like wow like are you serious like this is this is happening right now and i like i said we were all 18 at the moment i stayed there until i was we did feed the beast that album that was our debut album had like immortal live had the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh uh, cover. I don't know if That's you guys awesome. know that. Yeah. And then um, we did that and I, and then we, we toured extensively for that. We were on the road forever. I think like two, three years. And then we, then we recorded Exile to Earth. I think the produce, who was it? Who produced that? It was the dude from, um, he did some stuff for Megadeth. I forget his name. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um, but he produced a, a few things for Megadeth and, uh, he was really cool. We recorded that in Arizona. We recorded that at his like home studio. And then we went on in the middle of that tour. We were, I was on the tour with, uh, we were on tour with Exodus and Malevolent Creation. Mm-hmm. And um, in the middle of the tour, I ended up leaving Bonded by Blood. Mm. Okay. After so much things, uh, there was so much, nothing against the Bonded guys. It was more about the road and uh, just living in the road. It gets to you, especially at that time. Um, it was very difficult. It was during a time where like every time we would come back home, I'd just be like staying at somebody's couch or something like that. And I kind of just didn't have a place to live. It was like a lot of things that just didn't work out. So I took some time off to get like kind of like my life together outside of music. That's why you don't get to see a lot of like, uh, like you don't see a lot of uh, info on my, um, on my Facebook page, because for a while I was kind of like, uh, not on Facebook or not really posting much. And so I, I was kind of a little bit more private, but then once I brought macrocosm back up in like a year and a half ago, I started posting a lot more. So you see a lot more uh, info about me now. And people, I... I'm surprised that people still remember because like once I posted the thing about macrocosm, um, which you guys should check out if you guys haven't, we have a, we, will for sure. we, have, a, we have an EP out as well. Um, and uh, we have a LP coming out this year as well. And that sold out really quick as well. So that was like, wow, people remember that I was in Bonded and, and they're like, well, okay, I can't believe you're back in music and blah, blah, blah. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's why I don't have as much info as I should. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up is uh, one of the segments we do on our show is we do a album from back in the day. And I don't know, maybe three, four months ago, my album back in the day was, um, uh, is it? thrashing like a maniac the compilation yep oh yeah that was a cool compilation yeah yeah that's where i first heard bonded and like all the bands you've been talking about around that one you know gamma bomb and uh field by fire um warbringer lazarus AD just yeah so- that's his ad yeah 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 like there's a lot of like cool bands from that era that yeah. i wish we're still playing to be honest i think field by fire just got back together they're recording an ep awesome yeah, yeah but like every song in there is just awesome Oh, you know what band, what what uh what song I really like from that and I wish that band made more music was Mutant. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> they have that song Psycho Surgery on there, I think. 
dude that oh <laughs> that song is killer and like i wish they made like an or they got signed or something and i know the dude tom um he just quit music altogether but man that 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 band was really cool yeah and i really miss lazarus ad but unfortunately they lost their drummer a few years ago and just haven't done anything since but they were awesome yeah those guys were cool too every time they came through like la we went and go check them out so yeah those guys are really cool yeah, they're from here in Wisconsin, so I got to see them a few times over in the Twin Cities, and just great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and That's also, great. when I heard you guys or heard Bonded back then, I you know was checking it out and reading interviews and stuff. And there's, a, I read an interview. I'm wondering if this is actually true. I mean, obviously, I read the words, but the questions were, you know, what's your favorite album what's your favorite band and every single person in bonded by blood said that their favorite band is exodus their favorite album is bonded by blood is that kind of like a gimmick thing like hey we're bonded by blood we love exodus yeah that was i mean i i love bonded by blood it's one of my top thrash metal albums i mean yeah. how could you not it's yeah. freaking awesome as much yeah. as i also love like so many other bands i know um, out of all the guys there, they did Eric kind of try to push that, like, hey, make sure that you push the, the bonded <laughs> thing, like marketing thing. Um, but I do love bonded. Uh, I, I love Exodus, and and I know the rest of the guys like that album as well. I don't think it's their top one, like mm-hmm. or top five, but to me, it's in my top five. Um, yeah. With number one being Violence, Eternal Nightmare. <laughs> so I should have just named our band Eternal Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so i'm just curious how did you hook up with conan just from being in the scene because he's he was one of our i think it was he was our first guest on this show yep oh cool so yeah. i've known conan for like ages uh when ex mortis was first in the scene uh in the california la scene um they were kids well i was a kid too uh but they they were younger though i think he's a he's only a couple years younger than me but um back then like i was 17 16, uh, 18 he was like 16 and i can tell you're playing, way more mature <laughs> <laughs> playing backyard shows and doing all these things and um and i was just he's always been an amazing guitarist he's always captured everybody even back then but he's been playing guitar since he was like out of the womb so he's amazing and i always and then we befriended each other we had this whole um they lived in whittier I think, I don't know where he lives now, but he, they lived in Whittier and we lived in Pomona, which is not that far from each other. And we, it was kind of like our buddy band. So when, when Bonded first started and Ex Mortis was doing their backhead shows, it was always like a, a, like a two for one deal. Like if you booked Ex Mortis, they brought us into that show. If we booked, if Bonded got booked, we brought Ex Mortis into that show. And nice. we just, we just created our own thing. And even before we, we got signed and did like our first uh, US tours on our own without any label backing, it was always us and and Nick's Mortis together and we would book the shows together and do it all D DIY and we just helped each other out. So ever since then, I, he's just been my friend and we've always kept in touch. Even when I wasn't doing music, I've always supported Nick's Mortis and any project he's ever been or had or done mm-hmm. or any sort of like side thing. And so that's how I know them and him. And I've seen all the, the, the different versions of Nick's Mortis from basically his whole family being in the band, like him and all his cousins to, yeah like what it is now and uh i've always thought that they deserve the better like they deserve to be in a bigger label and and blah 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 because they were one of the first uh bands in that scene and they were one of the last ones to get signed 
Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Just amazing. <laughs> they're great. I just I mean, like, just the 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 blending of all types of metal that yeah. they have in their music is just insane. You know, you can tell that he likes Randy Rhodes. You can tell that they like Judas mm-hmm. Priest, but then they also like very heavy, like Nile or whatever it is, and yeah. they mix it all together. And that's to me, that's freaking amazing. And it doesn't sound forced. It doesn't sound like there's some bands when you can tell like oh this is not really inspired this sounds very inspired it sounds like they really love the music and i like that yeah and it's you can't really like put them into a genre or pigeonhole them right because they're so unique exactly and i feel that that's the one of the main reasons especially during that thrash revival that they weren't really picked up because they couldn't really uh push them as a thrash band it's like yeah. they're more than a thrash band you know what i mean like they're everything yeah. in one and that i don't know if I mean, I don't know if people weren't ready for that or I don't know what it was, but there, to me, it's like, wow. Like if you like thrash, if you like death metal, if you like neo, like classical power metal, whatever you like, you're going to like it's more just. I was going to say, I was going to say, even, you know, some of the tracks have like this power metal feeling, you know? Yeah, they definitely do. And that's, to me, that's awesome. You blend all these, all this goodness into one band. and Well, you'll have to give them shit because we were supposed to be on here with you. (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right well let's let's not forget though we're we're here we want to talk about uh agnoxia why don't you go ahead and tell everyone again about your your upcoming ep the single that's out now and where can they find everything that there is to know about agnoxia okay so we agnoxia it's a it's a co it's a band that's a a group of all these individuals that i admired as musicians and a core group uh, you can find us on uh, facebook.com slash agnoxia. You can find us on Instagram at, at agnoxia. Uh, you can find us on all your streaming sites that you like, Amazon, uh, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, all of Spotify. And if you really want to help us out, you can go to Bandcamp and like pre-order the, the vinyl. We still have some vinyl left and some shirts left. All the vinyls are leaving pretty quick as well. I think we only have about 20 left out of 100. We did a limited press. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, almost them all they're all gone that's really cool so if you want to check us out it's like a very mix of like heavy like it's it's thrash with the like death metal undertones and like some shredding going on so it's really it's really good so what what uh it was it was it your relationship with conan that like how did you i always wonder like how how do you choose which song is going to be that that single that you first drop on us right so yeah yeah um it was between it was so hard to choose actually because there's so many badass songs on this album i forgot to mention that uh eric from vectors on one of the songs as well um uh and those guys i've known for a, a long time as well um but yeah it was just so hard to choose and uh um i just figured hey you know what like this is one of my favorite tracks on there although all of them are my favorite tracks like I go back and listen to this EP and it's just like wow like uh, it's so hard to choose which ones <laughs> get released first um but yeah I think a little bit had to do with with me and, and Conan going way back and uh and uh knowing that that was one of my favorite tracks before he even got on it and then I saved that track specifically for him as well so I knew maybe in the back of my mind, I knew that was the first one I was going to drop, even though I could have dropped the one that was like a, like a small reunion between me and Alex and, and Juan and Bonded by Blood. 
because uh, that would have been crazy as well. Like just as marketing perspective, being like, mm-hmm. wow, like this is the first time you see us together since like 2011, mm-hmm. whatever it was. But I went back to the Conan one just because it just starts off so crispy with the bass. And, uh, yeah, and then cool. at, as soon as the bass stops, you, you, you get that blasting uh, lead coming in and I'm like, wow, okay. It just captivates you right away. So I think that's one of the main reasons aside from all the other things you know, adding to, to the mix of like him being my, one of my good friends and, and then just the song being really good. So I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds like a good single, but honestly, all of them could have been with the single. They're all just so good just because of everybody that's involved. That's great. Yeah. And let's, let's remind people too, the, the uh, EP drops April 9th. Obviously the April 9th will be the EP, but you're working on the album too. Do you have a tentative idea of when you want that out? Uh, most likely sometime next year. I don't, I don't, I, I'm going to release Ignoxia, the EP first, April 9th. And then I have Macrocosm. We're already getting that done as well. And uh, it's getting mixed and mastered by Damien from Horrendous. Um, and he's doing a great job as well. So I have two releases this year and then I don't want to release another one. At first we were going to release it at the end of the year. So kind of like a bam, here's the EP and then bam, here's the, the album at the end of the year but now hoping things clear out a little bit and then by next year sometime we can do some live shows yeah uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll wait on that and release it um next year sometime but i am gonna tease it and at the end of the year i'm most likely gonna drop a drop a single for that from that album cool reason i ask is just we can't get enough metal so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back once that drops yeah that'd be cool i'm I'd be glad to do it. Yep. And after a macrocosm too, and we'll be sure to share that on our YouTube page. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'll yep. send you guys some links to that stuff too. You guys can check it out or you guys can check, you know, Facebook macrocosm and uh, same thing for, uh, for uh, Instagram. I think it's macrocosm official official. Um, and that's another thing too, with Ignoxia, I really wanted to be like more of like a unique name that nobody else has. So I can do like the at, at Ignoxia and it doesn't have to be like Ignoxia <laughs> official metal band or whatever right. it is. Yeah. So I'm glad that happened. And like, I had to check like the metal encyclopedia to make sure nobody else had it. And like, I went through all that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's good. With macrocosm, it was like, um, you always, and not just macrocosm, but with other bands I've had, or, or I've had the, uh, I've talked to other people that are in bands that have like a more common name. Uh, you always get all these other bands or sometimes other bands that like been around for a few years, but never really released anything all of a sudden come back and like, Hey, you're taking our name. We were here since 2000 and you know, 2000, but then like they have like 10 friends and never released anything. And I'm just like, why? I thought you guys were like defunct or something. I don't know. Yeah. That, that actually, that's a funny story that happened with macrocosm. There's a macrocosm, I think in Arkansas and um, they hadn't done anything for a very long time. And we kind of inspired them to come back up and do something again because they're like, we're recording something new. And it's like, people are like, whoa, and I didn't even know you guys were still a band. And, but like, it's, I could see their comments and stuff. It's so funny. But yeah, um, it, um, the, the band I had in high school and college, you know, I had the domain, um, you know, I had the website and the domain for, for years. And of course, like the one time I let it expire, some like punk band in New York scooped it up with the same <laughs> and uh, yeah, it really bummed me out. Yeah, it sucks. And it's so harder. It's so hard due to like, especially like now where like people make bands and band pages, like, like no big deal. Like, boom, I'm just gonna make a band and then nothing ever happens to it. Then you don't have 
like the handle for Instagram or something like for macrocosm. I really wanted the macrocosm handle, but then like I couldn't get it because it was like some jewelry store from a very, <laughs> they haven't posted, they haven't posted anything since like 2009. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like what's going on? <laughs> Why are, and like, you know, and you can't really like delete them and that, that's kind of sex. So I made sure that all the handles for Ignoxia, I'm like, okay, nothing's taken. Even before I had the idea, like I had an idea for the band and the name and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take all this stuff before somebody takes it from me. And I'm glad I did. You know, at one time, that's all I wanted to do in life was travel from town to town, making just enough money to survive. Right. Just playing yeah, yeah, music, yeah. playing music. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, life takes a different direction. It's all right. Life happens. <laughs> I've been there, man. But to me, it's uh, same thing with, with even with Bonded at, at that level with like touring and having to see the world and they pay for certain things. And, and you, then you go and you do all these countries because we luckily I, I've been lucky enough to, to, to tour and do, you know, Europe and South America and do all these cool things that I would have never done if it wasn't for that label so I have nothing to say about nothing bad to say about Eric I know they get a bad rep and they've they and for a good reason I mean they have you know fucked over some bands or whatnot but for me (laughs) everything they've done like honestly for like they kept I we we read the contract we we went through it with the lawyer and blah blah so it wasn't anything that was surprising uh, I know some stuff was at first that had to be taken out, some clauses, but other than that, like they came through with everything. We knew it was kind of like a bank loan in a way, you know, that you can never repay. So it's just, it is what it is. And like, they get to, that's another thing. That's another reason why I, I, I self-released Ignoxia and the first Macrocosm EP was because when you do that and you're, you're, you're a smaller band that nobody knows, or, or even if you have some sort of a fan base from your prior bands, it's not big enough to 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 create your own destiny in a way where it's like um they keep your art for like x amount of years it could be 20 30 years and then you can't do anything and whatever they want to do with it hey i want to put it on here and i want to put it on there and you have no say and it can be cool if they if they put it in cool things but if like they just keep it stashed forever or don't want to promote it anymore then you can't do anything about it and you can't even promote your own music in a way like if you want to be like hey i want to put this stuff on here. I had somebody uh, message me and contact me. They wanted it on a commercial or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be a commercial, but anything cool uh, for a show or here and there. I have no say in that. And that kind of, kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I don't want that with these bands. Like I know it's not the same exposure that like, that a label would give you. For example, yeah. I know if I'm a nuclear blast or something, they're like, then you become like legit, you're a legit band and people want to, um, put you on tours and do all these things but at the same time I'm like I'm more of an artist and uh at this stage of my career with 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 music I want to keep more of my art to myself and for the guys and we see where the money is coming in and we see how we can send it and and invest it into the band and do it the way we want to do it and so far it's been pretty it's been doing pretty well for macrocosm and for for ignoxia that's awesome yeah I mean to not even have a EP released yet and you've got all the all the sales for CDs and shirts exactly and that's that's to me that's like I said an overwhelming response from the fans and that's pretty cool people were like dude you just had to drop that single and it's like I had to pre-order 
And then boom, 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 things were just leaving. I was just like, wow. And not just here in the US, you know, it's going like to Europe, it's going to South America, like all these people that are like, whoa, this is really cool. And it just surprises me and humbles me, obviously, because it's, it, you know, like I said, I, I was making music for a long time and I stopped because uh, as, as I was telling Chris, life happens or as he was telling me. Yep, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then I decided like, you know, when you, you when you're into metal, like you always have that itch and you always want to make music and, and make sure it comes out. And so I had to, you know, with the macrocosm that the, the EP that came out on in 2018, I just was like, wow, people really still remember and still dig the stuff that I'm doing. And now with Ignoxia, it even, you know, fortifies that even more where people were like, yeah, I, I, you, you're doing the thing, you're doing the right thing and you never disappoint with the music and the members that you choose. And it just sounds really good. So we're going to keep supporting you. And as long as the fans support it, then I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's, that's what makes me happy. Yeah, I know. I think that that's a great way to, to kind of wrap up the, the podcast for sure. So um, I want to, again, Jose, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This is, it's been super fun talking to you, man. Yeah. No problem. Thank Thank you guys for having me on, you know, I mean, it's cool to be on here and like, just talk to shit. I mean, shoot the shit a little bit and talk some metal. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I hope to be back on soon. Yeah. Awesome. I'd love to have you back when you have your other releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks. Thanks so much. And, and again, grab uh, their, uh, um, Ignoxia, their debut EP drops April 9th and check them out on Bandcamp and then all the social platforms. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Please, um, go ahead and, subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can always reach out to us as well on our Facebook page, The Thrash Report. Don't forget, we're also on social at Thrash Report. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great uh, rest of your night. We'll see you next time on The Thrash Report.